Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we are bringing on 24-year-old Emily Slosky. Emily was incredible and her story is amazing. What I love most about Emily though is how she's real. We actually talked a lot about the fact that so many people on social media nowadays tend to be fake and that's just the harsh reality of it and we're not calling anybody out by any means but when she was talking and she was talking about her own struggles what she's encountered in her life and where her life is at now the biggest thing that i noticed and that we talked about was how real she is and how it comes from a genuine place as opposed to fabricating some whole big life and some fancy life by in some regard and Emily is pure and that's what I personally love most about having her on and I know that everyone's going to relate to her story in some form or another and she does talk a lot about her past, some of the eating disorders that she's had, some of the battles that she has had with depression, anxiety and what she still encounters to this day and I think it's such an eye-opening, such an eye-opening episode that we got to film. And for myself, again, like always, I get to reflect, which is the beauty of it all. And I hope that you do too. I hope that you can resonate with some of the things that she says. And I hope that you can just see how important it is to really embrace who you are, struggles and all, because that's who we are. It's important to be exactly who we are and to always be real. But I hope you enjoy this episode of Struggle Creates Strength, and I hope that at the end of it all, you can reach out to Emily and have some form of conversation with her. Well, it's great to finally, finally meet you and see your face. And yeah, actually, the yeah. lighting's really nice right now. So I was gonna yeah. say I got to get myself some of that lighting, but I feel like it's just all natural. <laughs> yeah, it's just from my my view here. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well. Honestly, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and just being willing to come on, share your story, and ultimately just help normalize the topic of mental health. And I know even like our conversation before, we, we talked about it and talked about the things that you are doing on social media now and how you're constantly spreading positivity and just proving to people that it's okay to be real. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have struggles. It's okay to talk about mental health. And that's, that's what I love. That's what I love about the presence that you're playing in social media. And I think a lot of people need to kind of follow that presence. And I just, I do thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me for reaching out. You know, this is exciting. So, mm -hmm. of course. Well, I mean, like you said, this is your first ever podcast, and I, that's <laughs> it is my first ever podcast, and I love podcasts. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's kind of how a lot of us kind of get into the podcast world is that we just we love listening to them, and even now, it's although I do podcasts all the time, I am constantly listening to them every single day and they're not always the exact same as this or any yeah. anywhere near this but yeah. no podcasts are great and it obviously again it kind of makes a makes a community and it allows this to be possible which is which is awesome 
Yeah, that's really great. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. I don't want us to interrupt us. Oh, no worries. Hmm. Play sound. Oh, I fixed it. Okay. Never mind. There you go. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Awesome. Well, I think the best way to really do this podcast would be to jump into it and have you just explain who you are, what you do, and um, even just give us a rundown of exactly who you are and your story. So my stories, it's kind of, it's an interesting story. So, well, so as many people who follow me know, I've had an eating disorder when I was in middle school. So it kind of started, uh, I have a best friend, right? And I don't know what changed or what trend we went from elementary school to middle school. And, um, you know, I guess we had different concerns. We're all going through puberty and changes, right? So we're all very concerned about our bodies, uh, very aware of them. Uh, and she would talk about how she was fat and she would loop me into that saying like I was fat too. And other girls at school would comment on my body too. And obviously not having a lot of self-confidence in middle school, um, I took that very personally into heart. And so that kind of developed into the eating disorder. So I was anorexic um, and I didn't know, you know, you don't wanna accept that, you know, it, I remember when they, when they told me I did, um, well, so it, it turned into like, so I would, work out maybe like three hours a day and I limit my eating um and you know I was very depressed they they coexist depression and anorexia eating disorders commonly and so you know I would go to doctors and my parents sent me to doctors and when they told me I was anorexic I'm like that's not that's not it you know that's not true you know and um so that was tough and then I would go to school in the morning for half the day, and then I would go to a hospital for about a month to two months, a month and a half to two months every day, um, except on weekends. So, and it was like a rehab basically. And, um, you know, they got me, I don't know, quote unquote better you know, after that. Um, but I don't think a lot of people realize that eating disorders, like, yes, your body can be healthy, but it, it exists in your mind for like the rest of your life. It's, it's a ex very serious mental illness as well. Um, so after that, I went back to school full time, right? And then my friend group, um, seemed to get worse. I told them and they were really nice at first and very understanding about what happened. And then they kind of shunned me and that was tough too. So eventually, and then the depression just got worse from that point. And I wasn't anorexic, but still very unhappy. And so I transferred schools, which was, ew, I'm really happy I did that. Um, that helped a lot. And then, um, so I didn't tell anybody when I moved either. I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, that would have made it very hard. And then 
I came out to a few people my senior year about having like why I transferred and having anorexia and my friends and things like that. And um, that was that was very empowering. Um, still very sensitive about the topic at that time. So I didn't share it with too many people. And then fast forward, I'm out of college, you know, um, I still struggle with my relationship to food and my body from time to time, um, but I can control it sort of thing. And um, fast forward to Washington, I lived in Vegas and now I'm in Washington. Uh, that's a different story, but um, <laughs> so, um, and I was listening to a podcast actually, and we were, it was talking about, they were talking about eating disorders and how specifically women, I mean, most, most victims of eating disorders, specifically anorexia or bulimia or things like that are, are women, you know, um, women were talking about how it's hard for them to admit that they're going through it or it's something they suffer from or going through it and that the numbers just aren't changing and that just like I was just taken aback I I can't I can't remember how many thousands of people like still go through it and I'm like I'm like nothing's changed I know it's only been well, how many years has it been since I've gone through that like 10 years ago you know but still like nothing's happened and that's just upset me and they talked about how talking about it can just help like raising awareness about it can just help and so that I made my first post uh my first first post um first post that pertained to my eating disorder and mental health awareness uh about that and I kind of came out to the world and I got a really awesome response from it and you know, uh, I got a lot of people reaching out to me about how they think they have it or um, they had it before and they still struggle with it. And I, you know, felt really good to have some sort of impact. And so now I just, it's kind of morphed into just talking about either one depression, uh, mental health in general, or eating disorders. Um, and people still react the way they are. And it's been really awesome. And so I'm really happy that I can have an impact. So that's kind of the story in a nutshell there. Mm. So. That is, yeah. no, that is amazing. And yeah, like it, it leaves <laughs> me speechless because like the biggest thing that really hit me was when you said that people don't necessarily like people will see that you're getting healthier physically, but there's this long lasting mental side effect from it. And, and like you said, it's, it's an illness and they don't realize how impact, like how it does impact you throughout the rest of your life, even though you are deemed, like you said, is better. And that's what like it, it blows my mind. And how has it been, since like then like have you noticed that you've gotten oh it's it's hard it's definitely hard it's it's a can i swear on here oh yeah yeah 100%. Like, it's like it's like the epitome of like a mind fuck is how i would describe <laughs> it um um 
So it's just for me, you know, I've had a lot of women come to me and ask like, uh, what do you, you know, how do you get over those negative feelings between how you feel about your body? And I'm like, well, um, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> for me, what works for me and what I've been practicing is if I, let's say I have a negative thought about, so for me, I focus on my stomach a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I have a negative thought about the way it looks, I'll, I'll realize I'm having that thought. I'll interrupt that thought and I'll be like, I love my body. I love my body. I love my body. And I'll keep repeating it until it gets annoying or um, be kind to your body. Your body's your vessel. And it, you know, after so long and you keep doing that, it gets better. It's not foolproof, but it helps, you know. So that's what I do, but it's gonna, whatever works for other people, you know, mm -hmm. may not work. Whatever works for me may not work for other people, but it's a good habit. I mean, mm -hmm. I also use that in, when it comes to mental health as well. So mm -hmm. uh, that's one method I try, but again, it's, it's it takes so many years to, um, it's an uphill battle, you know? Um, I don't think it's something it'll ever go away. I think just accepting that helps and uh learning how to best cope with it whatever works for you you know for sure yeah and i like i totally agree with you i think everyone's different and everyone handles their battles in different ways and certain things work like like you said what works for you may not work for me and vice versa and same with everyone else like we we for some reason everyone when they are struggling seems to think that there's this magic there's magic answers all the time. And it's, this is, this is the solution. And that's how it's going to be. If you don't do this, then it's not going to work. Or if you do this, then it's 100% going to work. And that's, it's not the case. And that's, that's what almost makes it even more difficult is because you can't give someone these concrete answers and say that this is exactly what's going to work. Yeah. It's, you kind of got to throw yourself into the mix of everything and, and really do trial and error. And that's, that's, what's tough. Yeah. And it doesn't always work the first time too. Mm -hmm. like therapy, you know, have to find the right therapist. Um, and, then, and that's hard because when people ask me and they're like, Oh, this worked for me and they tried and me not, it might, I'm like, but wait, it may not work for you. You know, you got to try some other things, you know? So, mm -hmm. but honestly, I think, therapy would help every I feel like therapy would help everybody mm -hmm. at least just having somebody to talk to about yeah. did you did you jump into therapy right like right away as you started to struggle well I've been in therapy since I was a child so um like I said when they um when my parents sent me to doctors and stuff I was sent to therapists different mm -hmm. types of therapists and so it's, I did talk therapy and I saw a dietitian who also was a therapist and, um, they, you know, they figured it out that I was, that I had an eating disorder. Um, so, and then since then, you know, when I was in rehab, the, uh, the hospital that I would go to every day, um, they would 
put me with like three therapists, three different therapists. And mm -hmm. um, some of them were bad and some of them were great. So um, I'm a big believer in uh, a holistic approach as opposed to like, here, let me just throw some drugs at you when you have a problem, you know? So I do take medicine. I should say that I highly condone taking medicine if it works for you, but prefer to stay on the lowest dosage I possibly take, you know, mm -hmm. sure. um, there's a threshold where, um, I don't know if you've taken it, but, um, friends that I know have taken it, like they feel like zombies on it, uh, mm -hmm. over so many milligrams. So, um, and it has a lot of side effects. So I've also changed the type of medicine I take. So there's just all types of all sorts of factors, you know? Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I have taken meds in my past and I'm the same way. It was one of those things where it was like, if I cannot be on them, then I don't want to be on them. That's how that was like my approach. And it was, if I have to be, or if I, if it really is going to truly make me better, then that's what we're going to do. But like you said, if, if I can take a different approach or if there's a different way, um, almost even just listening to myself and figuring out what works best for me, because for me, it wasn't like medication wasn't my, my saving grace as it is for a lot of people. Like, and that's again, like coming back to where everyone's different and everyone's kind of path to being healthier and better is it's their own path. And for me, the, the medicine, it wasn't, wasn't doing the trick. And that was, that was actually, that was a really defeating realization because like we talked about before, a lot of people say, this is the answer. And that's what I, that's what I knew too. It was, if this, <laughs> if you're struggling, go, go get medicine. And that's what people were pushing me into. Cause that's what they knew as well. And when I did that and it wasn't working and it was almost making me worse to some extent, I was obviously frustrated and it's that too. Um, I read a book, um, Matt Haig, reasons to stay alive. And, um, he talks about how it made him more anxious to be on that medicine. So it was doing the opposite of what it was supposed to do. So, mm -hmm. uh, if it works for you, that's great. But if it doesn't, then just pay attention, you know, so for sure. Have you, yeah, it's just on the topic of medicines, have you ever, um, have you ever dipped into or even looked into the psychedelic medicines and all the, the I, journeys? I have not looked into that. Uh, no, uh, what works for me is I, I can even tell you the brand that I take. Um, I know I've taken Zoloft. That was horrible. I didn't like that. So I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, I'm, can I'm to five milligrams now, which is, um, which is great, but, um, you know, it's also a combination of exercise every day. I talk to my family every day. I'm very close to them. Um, if I'm stressed, I'll call my, my best friend in New York. Um, I like to re I love to read. I like to knit, just doing things to take my mind off of the almost distract you from the depression so mm -hmm. um Absolutely. yeah that's awesome um actually 
kind of led into my next question, but for your, with everything that you've gone through, how did you find your support system was throughout all of it and through your, your toughest times? And even like now you kind of touched on it, but just what was your support system really like? And even more so with your parents and just family in general. My family is extremely supportive and I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, you know, they, you know, they can tell they paid for my therapy. Um, and so now I'm an adult now, but, um, and you know, they pay for that. Um, and I know I can go to them with anything and I will be judged and they understand how I operate. And that's really great to have. And, you know, and maybe if I feel like talking to somebody else, I'll call my best friend in New York, Julian. And then I've got two other, three other girls in back home in Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin, by the way, um, um, that I'll just talk to and I know they'll be there for me whenever as I am for them. And they know about my depression and the things I've been through and also how my mind works and you know, how I react and that's really helpful too. So. Yeah, no, that's, I think it's always helpful when you can just allow yourself to be 100% yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you can, if there's something on your mind, you can let it out. If there's something that needs to be said, or even in the times when you don't want to say something, but you just want the support. I think that's what's, that's when it is important. And um, myself as well. I'm very fortunate to have that support system. And it's awesome to hear that you've had that support system throughout your whole entire journey. And even now continuing on, which is, it's so important. And like, I wish that every single person could have that because it's, yeah. it's incredible. Well, um, your oh, chosen family, if, if mm -hmm. they don't have an immediate family member, there's gotta be somebody that you can reach out to, you know, and then if not therapy, you can pay somebody. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I, t I totally agree with you. And even like, I kind of want to like with therapy, like even kind of touch on the fact what you talked about earlier, but how like, this is something that I think we need to preach a little bit more is that you're not going to necessarily love your first therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, yeah, kind of, was that the exact same for you or did you kind of yeah, draw the um, lucky straw? I, so a story. Um, so I've been looking for a new therapist lately and um, because I moved, right. I moved from Vegas to Washington and I need a new therapist. And so I tried it out um, with a new one. And um, I'll just give you an example about, just after she said this, I'm like, okay, time for a new one. Um, time to look for a new one. I go, you know, I've been, I've been working with somebody who's um, very tough to work with and um, has a like inflated self and importance and I'm like how do you work with somebody like that and she goes I'd get a new job and I'm like 
Hmm. Okay. I feel like that's the opposite answer that you should have given right now. Um, so, you know, just that, feeling it out. If it doesn't feel right at all, then I just say, look through your new therapist. You have to be comfortable, right? So um, that's my biggest thing. If I'm comfortable and then they're actually trying to solve the problem instead of just increasing my med dosage every time I say I've got a problem, then um, then that's the therapist I'll go with, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you hear it so much and I try to, I don't necessarily like talking about all the things that you hear via social media or even in the news, like any of that stuff, because some of it can be fabricated to some extent or to some degree, but you are hearing that a lot more that some, some of these people and some of these different therapists are kind of they're pushing people in the direction of just here's your meds here's your meds and I've had I've had conversations with some people about that and it's it's really tough to hear because there's a lot of people that enter therapy because they are going through some shit to say the least like they truly are and they are they're almost grasping on for help and they're reaching out and that's what we like all of us mental health advocates are like trying to do is get people to start speaking up and it's it's almost sad when when these people do start sharing their story and start speaking up and the first thing that happens is a pill bottle gets shoved in their face yeah yeah and i get tears on social too so i've been i'm getting my first I, I would say, so I'm just in the beginning stages of my platform, right? And mm-hmm. I've already gotten haters. So um, that sucks, you know, but, you know, you can't let them affect you. So, yeah, not, that just blows my mind, though. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, what are they? I'm just out of curiosity. What are they hating? So, about? I, um, so, the one I got it on um, recently was I, I posted about it was one of specifically about my relationship to my body right and I posted uh, a side-by-side picture of one really awesome photo of me posing and making it a perfect picture and the side the ne- one next to it on the right was me like bent over in a horrible position w- which was the more realistic picture right and um i had one girl be like how many filters did you use on that lol and the one guy goes you look the same in both photos and i'm like and so i deleted them and then i was the comments and then i told my friend about it and he's got a larger following and he's like no you should have left them like people will see that and comment on that like you should leave it next time I'm like oh that's a good point like maybe I'll maybe I'll leave it next time um but yeah so um getting my first haters was an interesting experience (laughs) Um, (laughs) but just really annoying that you know you're trying to help people and there's these people you know on the internet it doesn't matter they're gonna it stems from insecurities, you know, they're going to exactly. hate, um, they're going to hate regardless. So, mm-hmm. and the better you're doing, the more they'll hate. So, 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's, it's so true. And it, but it does, it really does blow my mind that people hate on something that powerful. Mm-hmm. Like when you do that, it's, it's not easy for anyone to do that. Oh. It's not easy for anyone to not, it's, I wouldn't say expose themselves, but just like really embrace that vulnerable side. It's yeah. not easy to do that. And every time I, I post something new, I'm like scared to, it's like this moment of like, I'm just fear before you post it. Cause it's like, it's like, Hey world, like I had an eating disorder. I've got depression. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and it's for the whole entire world to see, you know, it's out there. Um, so it's scary. And then for people to like hate on it, it's like, really, you know, Mm-hmm. I don't understand, but um, whatever. You just gotta let that pass on by, you know. So mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. It's. I mean, I even like not to my. I've I've had that as well, like to some extent or just some degree. But it's it's definitely it again. It like it really does blow your mind because I'm like, how on earth can you? hate on something that is strictly based off of helping other people. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what blows my mind. But then again, like, even like you said, you have to almost come back to that fact that they must really be struggling in their own life. They must really have some inner demons that they need to figure out to real to feel the need to, to hate on something and someone that is, doing something so amazing is so wrong that's the way I look at it I look at that way too and I try to I try to have sympathy for them because they do feel like they need to do that um Mm -hmm. and that's sad you know so I even though they're hating I'm I'm trying to meet that hardness with a with a softness you know Mm -hmm. um so and then that makes it better it's like at least to understand it doesn't make up for their behavior, but understanding at least helps it not affect you in a negative way. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And like for yourself, you, when we spoke, you like previously, you talked yeah. about the real versus the fake on social media and how common it is. Yeah. And I like, I think, a reason well, there's a million reasons I don't want to actually I'm going to totally avoid that sort of thing but I think um kind of explain the the form of form of confidence that comes from even just posting you and who you are and being real as opposed to fabricating this this big blown up life or yeah. this perfect image yeah yeah, and I'm guilty of doing that before, and I think all of us are. I mean, it's become a norm, such a norm on social media, right, to only post the good things, and, um, and you know, and you've seen plenty of things out there where people actually, like, uh, fake what they're doing, and I just became so fed up with it to a point where I'm like, I'm tired of seeing all that you know like this isn't real this is just this is social media you know and it's become 
a thing and I just felt so disappointed and I'm like you know what I'm gonna interrupt that (laughs) um, realness and um, it's just so saturated with inauthenticity and I want to fill that gap you know Um, and I want to encourage others to also be authentic but also um come to me with their realness as well and a lot of people have um Mm -hmm. i don't want i have such a love-hate relationship with social you know it can be used as an awesome tool but can also contribute to uh mental illnesses and um affect the way that we act as a generation negatively as well so Mm-hmm. That sucks, but you know, <laughs> hopefully we can more and more people use it as a tool and as something for good and instead of just posting those good things, you know. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And even when I'm on like that's kind of how we connected was that I I loved how real you were and how you you just embraced who you were as opposed to being somebody posing in front of a plane or some fancy car. Like to me, that doesn't, it's cool for sure. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to really ask to have a conversation with you because I don't really care about how much money you spent on a car or if you even spent that money on a car. And it's just like, I I love the real. Yeah. A lot of vanity over social and that's too bad you know mm-hmm. so yeah, i totally agree how would you say or how would you almost encourage people to to like what would be like that first step for people to actually fall into that real like to be real and be yeah. themselves on social media like what was your first step into doing that my first step was you know i heard that podcast and i was upset and I posted because I felt like I needed to, and I needed to contribute to that conversation. So I spoke to my passions and my truth. And I think just speaking to your truth, and it doesn't have to be as big of a step as me coming out to the world, like, you know, hey, I have an eating disorder, but maybe if you're like, um, instead of focusing on I want to look awesome in this picture, I don't know, maybe posting about your passions or what your truth is and speaking to those truths, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I love that. Um, And I, like, I, Instagram, especially, I would say, but all kind of all forms of social media, they, they do allow us to connect with others. And that's, I think that was the whole purpose of it. That was the reasoning behind it all. And it allows us to have some incredible conversations and almost even just explain, not actually a full run through of like what an actual conversation was like, but almost even just explain how some of those conversations have impacted you and what they've almost given you or how they've, I guess, shaped you in some way (laughs) yeah I mean I have a lot of conversations with the people who just recently have people who react to my posts or 
I'll talk about something specific and they'll they'll DM me or they'll, I'll, they'll you know, put a comment on the picture and um, for whatever my little mini, well, it is basically a mini blog now, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> on whatever I wrote about. And those are, those are really, those are very heartwarming and just amazing conversations to me. Um, it's either like, you know, I think I have depression, but I'm not sure. Um, and I'll be like, you know, therapy help for me. Maybe if you don't feel comfortable talking to anybody, maybe you could try that or, and then the conversation will continue or, um, all of people reach out to me and they'll be like, this is amazing. Like this made me feel really good about, um, myself and, you know, I'm not alone. And I'm like, that's really great. That's really awesome. So just, um, having those conversations added to my life and connecting with those people that I probably would have connected with without social media is really awesome, you know, and really great. And to know that I'm having some sort of impact is really great and it encourages me to keep posting those things, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you just definitely humbled that. I don't think you're only having some form of little, con- <laughs> some form of little impact. You're making a big impact and you're you're helping a lot of people and, even just you being on this episode today is going to help even more people, which is, it's incredible. And that's why I, that's why I was so excited to, to do this episode today was because I knew a little bit of your story, obviously didn't know it in its length and its entirety, but hearing it today, I was, I was thrilled and blown away and you left me speechless. And I think that's, that's something to like for yourself to take such great pride in, but also obviously like, I, I just, I love it. And I think that you can empower and change so many people's lives with your story, which is, which is awesome. And I'm just very, very grateful to have you on I today. Appreciate that so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody who else have said similar things to me on social too and that's Mm -hmm. it's that's really awesome too and makes me feel uh like a superhero or something even though you know right awesome so you know like wonder woman you know but um, (laughs) (laughs) that you know it feels really good so um and i'll keep posting and sharing my many stories so struggles and I hope other people also contribute to the conversation and I know your podcast well, and that's really awesome too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, What would be your, what would be like your biggest tip of advice for somebody that may be struggling or may encounter any form of struggles within their life? My main tip, I wrote this down. Hold on. (laughs) Um, I'm prepared. My main tip of advice would be um, healing doesn't happen overnight. It's gonna take a while, you know. It's, uh, I've been dealing with depression since I was um, 13, 14, you know, I'm 24 now. So um, healing takes time and figuring out what works for you will take time too. Uh, But don't give up, you know. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, uh, we, yeah, uh, I, I 100% agree. And that is, that's the biggest thing that I always like to preach on people as well is this isn't something that you can just snap your fingers and it goes away. It's not something that you, you try for a day and then it's, it's all better. And even like you said, it's like, although you may seem better or you may look better, there's a lot more that's underneath the surface and a lot more that, that needs to be done. And it's, it's continuous and maybe it's forever. We don't necessarily know, but it's, it takes time. And that's one that I personally resonate with a lot. Uh, but what would be your, uh, what would be kind of a quote or a saying or something that has shaped or yeah. shifted your life in some form? This is my, my favorite quote. It's by um, Rumi, Rumi. I don't know if I've ever pronounced it correctly. <laughs> it's, I think it's Rumi. Um, but it's uh, forget safety uh, and live, hold on, forget safety, live where you fear to live. That's the quote. I really like that one. Um, and it's something I constantly remind myself if I'm, you know, like when we talked about me posting uh, every time I'm scared, but I'm like, if, uh, if I'm scared, it's probably important or worth it, you know, so. Mm -hmm. I really love that quote. Yeah, it's it's an incredible quote. I've never heard that one before in my life. And I might yeah. be one of my, might be up there for myself now and something that I have to remind myself of every single day. That is, that's fantastic. But where could, if people do want to reach you or even just be blessed by all these posts that you're putting out and your strength, where could they actually reach you at or even just follow you at? Uh, my Instagram, you know, that's my platform. So it's just Emily Slosky and then you know it and I can, I can, I don't want to spell it out for all the. No, yeah. I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the, in the caption and I'll make sure to link all of it and yes. send everyone in your direction and yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so my, my Instagram would be a good way and DM me comment. I'm you know, I like to engage with people. So that's the whole point, you know, so exactly. um, I want to ignore you. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's fantastic. And she won't ignore you because you answered me, which was awesome. Um, no, but this, this podcast has been, it's been amazing. And just getting to know you, getting to hear your story. I feel super blessed. I, I always almost fanboy over over this aspect of it because okay. I, I get to hear the stories first and I get to hear them firsthand. And these are real stories from real people that have encountered some real shit. And that's what, that's what I love is you're not here or I should say you're here just being beyond powerful and like courageous. It's, it's incredible. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. of course and i'd love like i know you're close and i'm sure once borders open up to some extent i'm i know that i'll be in the area visiting my my past hockey billets and everything like that in the okay. down in everett so i'll be i'll be sure to 
maybe hopefully we could catch up grab yep. coffee do something okay. there's so many coffee places here that i haven't yeah. been to, so jeez there you go okay well <laughs> i i truly appreciate you once again and i've i've loved this opportunity to to film this podcast with you yeah me too thanks for having me Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Create Strength. I hope everyone enjoyed Emily's story and I highly encourage you to reach out to her and have any form of conversation with her. She's a very open and honest person and somebody that is amazing to talk to. I know I loved the opportunity that I had to get to know her and talk to her and pick her brain a little bit and I'm sure that you can benefit from it as well. So never hesitate to reach out to her. And if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you are more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook, or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Instagram as well. Basically the whole entire nine yards. (laughs) But if you do seriously want to reach out to me, feel free. I'm always open to new conversations, always open to talking with somebody. And all I do ask is that you share the podcast, you share the episodes, and you share the fact that everyone has a story with everyone around you. Share it on your social media, tag Struggle Create Strength, or just spread it word of mouth. You might not think that it makes a big difference, but it truly, truly does. It helps save people's lives. And I'm not sugarcoating that. It's been proven to happen and it's true so please do that if you can now with all of this being said thank you so much once again for listening to another episode of struggle create strength and thank you to those who are continuing to share the podcast who are continuing to donate to the podcast and keeping this up and going and running and having the lights on it's much appreciated but i hope everyone has an amazing rest of your day and just remember that everyone has a story Thank you.